Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to Mutuality Matters, a weekly podcast hosted by CBE International, where our mission is to promote the biblical message that God calls women and men of all cultures, races, and classes to share authority equally in service and leadership in the home, church, and work. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome. My name is Blake Dean, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Monez, and you are listening to New Voices of Mutuality Matters, hosted by CBE International. This month, we're really excited to feature articles from the summer 2002 issue of Mutuality Magazine, the print and digital magazine of CBE International. Mutuality offers articles from diverse writers who share egalitarian theology and explore its intersections with everyday life, and the theme title for this issue is Exploring the Fullness of Galatians 3, 28. But before, but before we talk about this wonderful art uh, magazine, yeah. we must talk about what we have been watching, reading, and or listening to. Aaron Monez, okay. hit me. I am very excited. This So I'm reading this book called Loving Our Enemies, the a Reflection mm. on uh, Scripture's Hardest Commandment um, by Jim Forster. It was recommended to me by a friend... Um, Jeff uh, Mackey up at Trinity School for Ministry. Just a little shout I out him. Uh, up there. And it's it's a small, simple book, but boy, it mm. it packs a punch. And it is challenging and moving. And I was actually in Austin um, recently uh, visiting for the weekend, and we were just sitting in this little lounge. Um, my husband was watching a soccer game, and so I was just reading this book. And a guy who was sitting near me, started asking me about the book and we ended up in like this hour long conversation and he wasn't a believer. And it was just really, it's seeing that the whole idea of loving our enemies is such, such a Mm. difficult, but, but idealistic, you know, thought that everyone has, even if you're not someone who believes in Jesus. So anyways, I'm not through the book yet, but I recommend it. I'm about halfway through and I'm loving it. I love it. So what about you, Blake team? Um, I have two. One is um, I just finished a novel that I really enjoyed called The Index of Self-Destructive Acts, um, which is a baseball term, apparently. I've been reading like more baseball novels than I have any place reading this say, year. There's like been a lot of baseball. It's been a lot of baseball novels. Um, between this and The Brothers K by David James Duncan, I think I'm just might I'm destined to become a baseball fan. Um, but it's really good. Oh, no, I don't um, see that happening. Yeah, me neither. But it's very good. It's um, it kind of reminds me if you if you stretch your imagination about like pre conversion Augustine's confessions. Like you just yeah. watch uh, people, different characters, worldviews kind of play out, and their assumptions about the world play out. Um, it's really good. I devoured it. Um, the second is one I've been holding close these last couple of weeks, um, just with what seems like the onslaught of grief and yeah. sorrow. Um, both nationally and locally. Yes. Um, And it's the second volume of Every Moment Holy, um, Mm, which is particular prayers around death and grief. And, um, and that has been a good companion um, when, when it feels like I don't, I don't, I don't know what to pray. Um, Mm. That feels helpful. So I wanted to give that a shout out as well. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I think we could all use some of that right now. Um, Wonderful. Well, 
You know, friends, it is just us on the podcast today, and I and I know you're all feeling just completely jilted at this moment. But I will say that we we had an opportunity to try to um, get someone from the magazine who contributed an article, and it just fell through last minute. And so you just get Blake and I today. But friends, we're we're kind of excited to just have a moment to riff on this stuff because this. Um, this issue of Mutuality Magazine is directly connected to the upcoming conference, and we want to talk to you about that while we tell you about these articles. So just know that that's going to be a part of our context today. And if you have not registered for this conference, you need to. It's important. It's in Atlanta. It's going to be amazing. And if you're not convinced, I trust that you will be by the end of this episode. That is my confident promise. I'm sure Blake is just like shaking his head with, you know, who knows, but yeah, I have a question for you before we jump into the articles. Okay. Yeah. Fire away. So the whole, the theme of the magazine and the conference yes. is exploring the fullness of Galatians three twenty eight, which yes. is, um, kind of a, a, a center of gravity in conversations around, um, kind of biblical equality. So my mm-hmm. question for you Reverend Dr. Aaron Monez is can you recite it from memory? Oh, let me see how it starts. There is no longer. There is no longer slave nor free, nope. gre- Gentile nor Jew, male or female. I may have gotten the order wrong, but I know this. Yeah, right you there. certainly did. I'll read it for everyone. <laughs> um, this hey, is from the NRSV. But I, I did pretty well. Congratulations. You really did (laughs) mutter through it. Um, There is no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's basically what I said. (laughs) All those degrees. All those degrees. And actually, you know who I've disappointed most is not any of my professors. It is my Bible drill instructor from when I was in elementary school. That this is this is a sad showing, unfortunately. That is correct. So tell us a little bit about um, kind of the first article that helps contextualize the rest of the work. Yes, absolutely. So this um, Galatians 3.28, uh, this passage is a bit of a foundational piece, for, especially for egalitarians. And one of the articles that I think you're really going to love starts uh, with um, Mimi Haddad, or at least I don't know if it starts in the magazine, but we we are starting with it because in it, she outlines a debate that she has has with a complementarian scholar. And uh, in this quote from, from the article, says a compelling opening um, that starts with a differing of opinion about the meaning of Galatians 3.28 between an egalitarian and a complementarian. The complementarian says, um, insists that Paul is teaching oneness in Christ, not race, gender, or socioeconomic equality. This oneness in Christ is for him a far deeper, richer version of unity that egalitarians thin, compromise, or even dismiss when advocating for race, class, or gender equality among believers. So I I was hit pretty hard with that um, upon reading the article because it seems to set up that complementarians have this, this firm basis for saying that egalitarians are actually using this whole passage incorrectly. And if that's the case, that, that that's a pretty hard blow because that's a, this is a fundamental piece. So of course, um, Dr. Mamie Adad goes into sort of breaking that down and saying, okay, what do we mean by oneness? What do we mean by equality? And are these things pitted against each other or how do they work and how do we think about them? And is scripture 
agreeing with this complementarian's view of oneness um, or not? Are there things being left out? And so if you want the answer to that, you're going to have to get the magazine and read the article. But I believe it uh, is, is really helpful to set up this idea of is is this passage being used correctly? Yeah. Is it being used in the, the terms that we define in our modern context? Um, you know, by egalitarians. And, and I think it makes a good case. That's awesome. Yeah. And so kind of moving forward, and we just want to give a rough sketch and then tell you a little bit about the conference. Um, the the other parts of the magazine that follow are um, kind of previewing some workshop opportunities that you will have. One, a few of many workshop opportunities you will have. Yes. Um, if you are able to attend the conference in Atlanta. Um, one that I know that we both really enjoyed was Boaz Johnson's Male, Female, Slave, and Free in the Context of a Pandemic in the Thought of Catherine Bushnell. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who Catherine Bushnell is, you should scroll way back in your feed and listen to our episode on Catherine Bushnell because I think her story is really um, profound and uh, surprising. And so we really love Catherine Bushnell. So it was, I was pleasantly surprised to see her name kind of pop up. Yes, indeed. In, in this article. Yes. And I love that her, her situation is going to be reflected back into the context of a pandemic because the work that she did back in the 19th century also existed during crisis points in the, on the global stage. And so really quite relevant, really creative uh, connection there. So looking forward to that. And again, uh, there's a wonderful book out by Kristen Dumay um, before Jesus and John Wayne that she wrote about Catherine Bushnell. And we cover that in the episode. Um, So go back and listen to that and then come to the workshop in Atlanta. Um, Another one is by our very own Kimberly Dixon, like Mimi. They are podcast hosts with us here on uh, Mutuality Matters. And she writes about faith and unity and diversity for the good of girls worldwide. And something I love about this is that she frames the application of the Galatians 3 passage in the context of adoption, right? Mm. So there's this quote where it says, at the end of Galatians 3, Paul presents a baptismal creed that mixes metaphors of family with Jewish election to create a new reality for believers in Christ. Jesus' bodily representation of the religious elect, male, free, and Jewish, overturned exclusive election to now include the woman, the slave, and the Gentile. Beyond Mm. just becoming part of the religious elect, their unique identities were elevated as equal parts of the family, Abraham's offspring. So understanding our... That is worth the price of admission. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I was just so (laughs) moved by this because like thinking about what this passage does and thinking about that in the context of our understanding ourselves as adopted children into this family, it really helps see that this shift is just not some unilateral move from, from, you know, sort of spiritually orphaned to spiritually adopted, like we're receiving some sort of like transcendental enlightenment. It really is a value added. It really is an identity uh, shaping, identity transforming um, thing that's happening in Christ. Well, and more than value added, like it's, it's cruciformly Christological. Yes, yes. Like it's, it's not just something we get as a product of this other thing that Christ did, but like the work of Christ and the logic of the work of Christ is the reason that this 
that we can have this conversation. And Absolutely. the reason Galatians, this, this verse was written in the first place, because of what Christ did, because of the logic yeah. of the incarnation, death, and resurrection of Christ. And I um, love this. And something that um, I think I've referred to on another podcast, but Carolyn Custis James, in some of her books, she talks about how our, our complementarian, egalitarian, our gender theology can't just work for our particular context. It has to also yeah. work on a global context. Yeah. So if you talk about headship and submission, it has to not just work in American democracy. It also has to work in like Saudi Arabia or yep. in, you know, uh, anywhere else in the world. And so something that Kim does in this article that I find particularly interesting is that she talks about places where the global exclusion of women is pronounced. We see this with like infanticide mm-hmm. and um, and, mm-hmm. and just ways that that young girls are not chosen or dismissed or aborted because of their lack of value in that society. And then how the, this is the good news of Galatians three is for countries where only males are celebrated. And friends, whether you are complementarian or egalitarian, this is something you can get behind because this transcends our sort of political lines here in this country to say when we think about this application of Galatians 3, it it does things for parts of the world where we see truly evil being done to people just because they are female. And yeah. so I I really love where she goes in this article. Definitely get get the magazine and read this one. Such a fantastic article. It's a highlight article. for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorites, actually, so I love the article, but probably the 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 biggest highlight for me was Taryn Williams' um, article on Priscilla as a pastor teacher. Um, and particularly, he takes five kind of complementarian protests that he anticipates. So at the conference, he's going to be talking about making the claim that in reading scripture with scripture and letting scripture interpret scripture, Priscilla actually should be seen as a pastor and an elder, um, which, if true, is shattering mm. to complementarian assumptions and so he, I think, charitably mm-hmm. um, brings forth kind of five protests that he anticipates um, yeah. complementarians making and um, addressing them. So, for example, that um, the original Jerusalem ter- church, something of a prototype church, was only led by males. So how does how does Priscilla being a pastor elder make sense if the prototype doesn't do that? And I think he addresses that quite well. Um Elder and pastor are masculine words, and therefore, no matter how gifted and honored she was, the one thing she could not be was a man, thus an elder. Um, and three others that I think he um, winsomely addresses. Um, yeah, I I was easily. really drawn in by how he listed these different arguments, these pushbacks yeah. against that, and then he addresses each of them so well. And yeah. I was just like, ah, just eating it. I'm up. a sucker for when somebody brings up a <laughs> counterpoint for themselves. Like, exactly. you got me. Exactly. Opposition, <laughs> opposition uh, research and throwing it in there with compelling arguments. Yeah, I just wanted to say, too, that you not only um, are able to read the articles if you get the physical magazine, but just a reminder that they'll be on the blog at the CBE website as well. So I would love um, for you, if you're listening to the podcast, the magazine came out yesterday, but that doesn't mean you missed your opportunity. Go ahead and go um, to CBE's website at cbeinternational.org, and you can read these articles for yourself. So the other thing that you're going to find in the magazine are these speaker highlights for different workshops and keynotes that are happening. And friends, we really just want 
to plug this conference. And there's a list of speakers and a list of their um, title, uh, their keynote and workshop titles up on the website. And we're going to highlight a few of those for you here in a minute. But this conference is in Atlanta. It runs, um, you get there end of day Thursday. It runs Friday through Sunday. All the information is up on the website for you to be able to see. And it's in our our stomping grounds, well, at least my old stomping grounds, still Blake stomping grounds uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's right in the middle, so easy to get to from the airport if you're coming from someplace else like I am. Um, but we'll be there. We'll be covering things with the podcast. We'll be participating in the conference. But there's such a good lineup of speakers. And we're going to tell you here at the end a really easy way to get connected to the conference if you're worried about resources. But we really encourage you to think about attending because we know that you, our listeners for the podcast, often are listening because you are actually trying to find compelling and biblically faithful um, arguments for why men and women are called up together in mutual gospel empowerment um, for the sake of the kingdom. And this conference and the conferences that CBE puts on bring you the best of the best all to one place uh, to talk about these things in in such a compelling way. And so for, for just a few days, you get so much great information from such wonderful people. Um, so a couple of those people that are highlighted in the magazine, one is Michelle Sanchez, and she has both a keynote and a workshop. I'm very excited about her keynote is called Color Courageous Biblical Equity. And then her workshop is called Waking Up Womanist. Centering Galatians 3.28 in our discipleship and ministry. And I'm just like, oh, sign me up for those. They do like a little speaker house. She talks about it a little bit in the magazine if you want a preview. It, she talks about that there. But that's, Blake Dean, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to those. Um, and then another speaker highlight in the magazine is Beth Birmingham and Ava Samard. And they are talking about their combined workshop, which is called Creating Cultures of Belonging, Cultivating Organizations Where Women and Men thrive. So those are a couple of highlights and you can just kind of get a sneak preview in the magazine about what those workshops are going to entail. Yeah, I'm really excited about those and we'll include um, links in the show notes with full speaker list, full workshop lists, as well as schedules and more details for the weekend. And we really hope that you will come. Um, We will be there. Yes. So you can say hey to us in person. We'd love to chat with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. and learn about you. And I think there's some really awesome um, other workshops and keynotes that aren't featured in the magazine. Some some that I'm particularly excited about is one oh, yeah? keynote entitled, What's Different? The Challenges Arab Christian Women Face in the Church and the Academy. Another one called Fair Fight in the Fight for Egalitarianism in the Church. Men must be willing to help and work. And you know that I will be in Rob Dixon's workshop. Yes, Rob Dixon. Making the shift, five moves faith communities can make from complementarian to egalitarianism. Um, And so many other really, really wonderful um, workshops and keynotes that I think it's going to be such a rich, beautiful, wonderful weekend. But we know that for some of you, you really want to be there. You really want to be a part of the conversation and to be in a room full of people who are equally committed to the gospel and scripture as well as to the gospel empowerment of men and women, but it may not be financially or logistically feasible for you to. Yes. And, and for so that, we have good news. We have great news. Because, you there know, are- another thing, Blake Dean, that I just 
remembered uh, to to mention as you were talking about the conference is there is a subtext to the way these conferences are done. I've been to several of the CB conferences, and I'll tell you something that isn't in the promotion, but is really done well is this is a space of true multicultural. Yeah. Worship. So you're learning these workshops, you're hearing from diverse speakers, but there's like all these elements. CBE has worked really hard to do this well. And as someone who's attended these conferences and seen this, you get the global church. You get the global church at these conferences. And so if you're someone who's just interested in how that is done well, you should you should witness it for yourself. But mm. um, but and how you can witness it for yourself if you are low on funds is that we have scholarships. Friends, CBE has scholarships for the conference. Thanks to um, just some generous donations from some donors, which donors, if you're listening, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, because of that, CBE is able to offer a limited number of scholarships that cover part or all of the conference registration fee, lodging at the Westin Atlanta Airport Hotel, travel costs and two dinners. Guys. This, this is huge. Scholarships are awarded based on financial needs, circumstances, and interest, and they just extended the application deadline to June 20th. So go, go um, get this figured out because right now they're accepting applications. And um, also you should know, friends, that the conference is requiring a show of your vaccination card to attend. So that's a detail you should be aware of when you are signing up for this. We will have ours ready to go. Um, but scholarship awardees will be notified on or before June 30th. So you'll know, you'll know by the end of this month if you're able to come and get awarded scholarship. But, but uh, we, we know that we have more funds than usual to cover costs. Yeah. So don't, so don't and, think that, that you can't get it. Apply and get, get some funds. And we'll include in the show notes um, the link to get more information about the scholarships as well as access to the conference scholarship application forum. And we really hope that you all will join us, that you'll that we'll be able to spend some time worshiping with you, thinking deeply with you, um, and praying with and for you. And be sure to subscribe to Mutuality Magazine. In the meantime, access a digital copy of the issue and register for the conference being held in Atlanta from August 5th through 7th, exploring the fullness of Galatians 3.28. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can hear weekly from our co-hosts and other themes as we develop content on gender theology for the gospel empowerment of men and women. And I promise next time, it will not be just me and Aaron. <laughs> we would love to thank Landon, our support tech, and the CBE, CBE International team that makes this podcast possible. I'm Blake Dean with my co-host Aaron Monez, where mutuality matters. Thanks for listening. Looking for more information about CBE and our mission for biblical equality? then please visit cbeinternational.org for more information. And please be sure to tune in each week for new episodes here or wherever else you listen to podcasts.